Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet with three brains, the noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin, I'm the Whovian, these are my sons Tripp and Corbin. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons who haven't. So welcome guys to episode 44, covering season four, episode three, Planet of the Ood. This is the one where the Doctor and Donna go on their first outer space journey together. They land on a planet where a strange-looking dude, I mean, uh, Ood, is dying. They investigate the nearby factory and find that it's an Ood servant processing plant. But something strange is happening. Apparently, the Ood are just totally killing people at random. Some have even gone rabid. As the Doctor investigates, Donna is more and more concerned with the slave treatment of the Ood. They introduce themselves as Doctor, Donna, friends to the Ood. Meanwhile, the new head of the plant, Halpin, is trying to keep everything under wraps while the buyers are visiting. All the Dr. Donna friends can find out is that the circle must be broken. Turns out, there's a circle of energy surrounding the central Ood brain, blocking its telepathic communication. Halpin is going to blow it up and go into the shipping business, but apparently his servant, Ood Sigma, has been feeding him a special tonic that turns him into an Ood? The doctor breaks the circle, and the Ood are free to sing throughout the galaxies. The Doctor and Donna say goodbye as the Ood tell them that the song of the Doctor Donna will be sung forever, even if some songs are soon coming to an end. The end. Strange. Strange. What? Everything. Okay. <laughs> the whole last paragraph is just bizarre. Okay. Welcome to story number 191, originally airing up uh, April 19th, 2008 to 7.5 million viewers. We had a kind of a dip there. That was like 9.04 last time, I think. Um, this one's written by Keith Temple. Um, he, if I remember correctly, oh, I don't know. I didn't, I think this may be his only Doctor Who episode. I could be wrong about that. However, um, his big stuff is he has written some for EastEnders um, and Doc Martin, some other um, UK BBC shows, and this one was directed by Graham Harper. We've seen him for a while. We first saw him on uh, Rise of the Cybermen and the Age of Steel, uh, but he has actually been with Doctor Who since the beginning. I don't remember if I mentioned this last time uh, we we saw Graham. I don't think so. <clears throat> I, I don't think I did either. Um, I also feel like Graham Harper has done more than just Rise of the Cybermen. So no, no, no. Far. That was the first time that we saw him. Oh. Um, yeah, but I feel like he did stuff before that. Um, no, that was his first new who that I, mm -hmm. that I saw listed. He's done plenty of stuff, um, plenty of other episodes since then. Um, but he actually began as assistant floor manager back in 1966 on, wow. doc, on classic Doctor Who. It's starting to dawn on me that we're already on season four of the show. I hope it is dawning on you. We're like a couple of episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> I know. So. It's just... Wow, yeah, we we're 44 far. episodes in, man. We're we're yeah. rocking and rolling. Rockin so, um, as of the as of this recording, uh, again, uh, we're in uh, March 2019. Uh, Graham Harper is the first and so far only director to direct both classic and new Who. So he started out as assistant floor manager. But what does that mean? I, I, I don't know what a floor There's manager so is on a production titles. set. Mm -hmm. um, but he wasn't even that. He was the assistant floor manager. You shouldn't so have agree. that many adjectives in front of your job yes. description. <laughs> I'm a manager of what? The floor. Uh, so he he worked his way up to uh, full-blown directing and did lots of classic Who episodes. And then 
ended up doing several New Who episodes, and he did a lot of work on uh, this season and then the upcoming uh, mm-hmm. David Tennant specials. So like yeah. that that's sort of almost half a season, not mm-hmm. a season, but it's a, it's a season. Uh, so he did a bunch of these episodes that we're about to, you know, that we're heading into. And his last uh, episode that he directed, again, so far, is uh, The Waters of Mars, which is one of those David Tennant specials that's coming up. Oh, so The Waters of Mars. Uh-huh. Sounds like a very strange name for an episode. Oh, it's a it's a strange episode. So is it? Oh yeah, um, yeah. I have I have some stuff. I have I have an image that I that I came across on Facebook the other day, and I wanted to post it to our uh, Facebook page, and then I realized, What's oh, we haven't done that episode spoilers. yet. It wouldn't be a spoiler. It just wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It'd be like what you know. So just save it until we get there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Aha, uh-huh, funny. Um, so that is that is the difficulty that I have with posting stuff to that page is sometimes I want to post things and then I'm like that only you would get. Would the well not only not only not me only you, but, but half the our community wouldn't get yeah wouldn't yeah. get it. So uh, and sometimes I just say who cares? It's a good Doctor Who joke. I'm, I'm going to put it out there, and if some people don't get it, oh well, because they'll get it later. That's right. Yes. Um, so at any rate, uh, Graham Harper's been with us um, for quite a long time. Uh, still alive, by the way. So that's why I kept saying, you know, like he's the only director so far to do both. And his last episode so far was uh, The Waters of Mars. So um, maybe we'll see him again. Who knows? But we haven't seen him since uh, David Tennant's era. Who knows? Doctor Who. <laughs> we haven't made one of those jokes in a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> That was um, kind of unnecessary. <laughs> A bit. <laughs> was it though? Was it unnecessary? Yes, really? entirely. Okay. Uh, the cast, the big, the big thing to mention in the cast this week is we had the return of our man in the suit, Paul Casey, uh, playing Ood Sigma. Uh, he's he's credited as Ood Sigma, but I imagine he's probably playing at least one of the Ood's on screen at any given time because you know. He's, he's, if you see an Ood on screen, it's at probably least one him. of them is him. Yeah, yeah. There's like six. All of them, of them are him. All of. Them. <laughs> It's not even CGI. Yes. They just cloned him. So. No, they didn't even do that. There's just multiple of him all at the same all time. All at the same time. So. Amazing. Um, so I mentioned in the in the recap that, uh, you know, that apparently this tonic that Ud Sigma had been giving him uh, was able to turn Mr. Halpin into an Ood. That was... That was strange. I don't want to jump too far into it. It was... Ood grafting in. Let's let's come back to it. Let's let's come back to okay. it. Okay. It's one of those things. Um, come Corbin, drop down in the notes things. to the let's talk about it section All and right. just drop it in there. And uh, because I put in there maybe the ood. Let's talk about the ood. Let's talk yeah. about the ood, but let's specifically talk about helping becoming one. However, uh, under miscellaneous trivia, apparently the the transformation of Halpin into an ood originally uh, they, they they filmed. More. Oh, that was apparently more graphic. I, which mm, is hard to imagine. What? Because he they peeled picture- his head off he- and then puked tentacles out of his mouth. <laughs> then coughed and then, up. And then coughed up a brain. It's not like when people say coughing up a lung. Ha! Ha! Hold my beer. I- <laughs> <laughs> 
I coughed up ten. I coughed up my second brain. <laughs> and, and tentacles. Don't, don't forget uh, Master the Closet Studios would like to note that we do not condone underage drinking. Um, now, I love that. Um, I had, I had honestly, I had forgotten about him coughing up his tentacle face. I had forgotten yeah. about that. Thanks for the reminder. Because you started to say he coughed up, and I was about to say his brain, and then you said his tentacle face. Um, oh. So yes. Oh gosh. I yeah. So he coughed up his tentacle face. He flayed his own skin. I know. Off the top of his head with his bare hands. Like sticky. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. And it was all like trip, trip. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) And then, yes, and then a really, really bad uh, special effect of him having, obviously having the tentacles next to his face Mm -hmm. coming out. It's like the thing you do when you're a kid where you like pretend to to pour the drink and, you know, beside your face. Um, So. Apparently, it was more graphic than that. Gosh. And after some sort of initial yeah. viewing, they decided to... T- <laughs> if it was more graphic than that, I can imagine why they toned they, it down. Well, no, no, this is what's funny. They decided to tone it down for a more family-friendly viewing. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait if, a minute. If you wanted it to be more family-friendly, basically remove that scene. Just cut that whole scene. Do yeah. like the classic shadow thing so you can't actually see what's happening. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like it happens off screen and all you get is everybody else's faces reacting. Like, yeah, it's like <gasps> Star Trek reaction. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so I, you know what we need to do is we need to, we need to see if we can hunt that down and see, does that exist anywhere? Is that original version I so I on a DVD not. commentary somewhere? I, I hope so want to see it now. I kind of do. I kind of do. So um, if we find it, emotionally we will... scarred and disturbed. <laughs> That, if we find right it, there. we will make sure to not let y'all know. He said, he said hold my beer. <laughs> Why are you still laughing? <laughs> okay. This is what's, you know what's funny? Uh, this is a total side note, but I really get a kick out of listening to our own show. And I, I hope that's not uh, conceited sounding. I just enjoy listening to us having a good time. And whenever you guys are, are cracking me up on the show, it's ten times worse when I listen to it later on in the week. Um, so I'll, I'll just I'll be driving down the road sometime on Wednesday of this coming week or something. Please don't crash the car. <laughs> I'll try not to. I don't cough up the half of your lungs. Yeah, yeah I'll try not to cough up one of my lungs. Oh boy! All right. So the checklist uh, we had uh, the baddie of the week was. Uh, are we? What was the baddie of the week? What are we gonna say is the baddie of the week? Uh, I mean, whoever essence were slaving the ood. We had. I mean, yeah. This is this was again like essence this is the second ood. time that we had the ood like turn out to not be the bad guys. I know, know? right? Um, last so, time it was Satan, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, last well, time yeah, it was considerably yeah. it was a, more it was a big swell frightening. Out, so. so are we going to say Halpin is the baddie of the week? Yeah, I guess. So yeah. the Ood would be the creature of the week. The and, creature and of the Halpin week. would be the baddie of the week. Generally, the creature of the week and the baddie of the week are the same Generally. Thing. so not But sometimes I'm, there's two. We, maybe, we need maybe to make a distinction sometimes. Creature of the week. Let me, let me tell you what. In uh, The Ood has been the biggest distinction so far. Uh, twice yes. they've not been the baddie. Yeah, yeah. And there have been a few other ones, but uh, that'll happen more and more. And this last season uh, with with um, Whitaker, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of like, oh, mm-hmm. that, psych, you know, that kind of thing. The so, Ooter, like, double juked you. They're like, oh, they went that route the first time. They probably right, won't right. do it again. Oh, <laughs> oh they did it again. Okay. again. Yeah. 
So oh, uh, we had the uh, we had the ood. Um, we didn't get any uh, fantastics or wells or I'm sorry's or Alonzi's or what? We just had a bunch of nothing. Not of anything. We did get one oi. <laughs> oi. Um, doctor said that uh, Donna was making the mention about you know things being pretty bad out here or something like that, and the doctor said. Uh, you know, it's not much different than where you're from. And she says, Oi, I don't have slaves. And he said something about who do you think made that shirt or, you know, that kind not of thing. Not slaves, though. Those people are actually paid. Uh, I guess but, the world's a tricky place. But they're, um, they kind of have to work there. Well, like, not at that specific place. It, it gets, it gets sticky real quick when you're trying to figure out how far do you want to go with. with with standards and things, but suffice it to say, there are people in the world right now that are working, that are making things that are, you know, consumers in America are buying that are being taken advantage of. And the one side of the coin is they should be paid better and the safety conditions should be better and this should be better and that should be better. The other side of that coin is kind of, I think what you were alluding to there, Trip, is that if they didn't have that job, what would they have? Yeah. So is... This is their only is option. It, even though it should be better than it is, is what it is currently better than what they would have without the job? And that's a debate. I'm going to leave it there. Because <laughs> that let's is not get into politics. Show, yeah. But hey, you know what? We're, we're a, we'll a father, create a politics father show and, and talk sons about it. Uh, podcast. So sometimes we got to we got to take the teachable moments. So, yes, I'll just leave. We are like Doctor Who. What is photosynthesis? That's right. <laughs> The, the teachable moment would be the world is more complicated than we think. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, we didn't get any runs, impossibles, nothing about the time war, no jibberty-jabberty. Can you imagine surprising. that? Surprising. Yeah, that was really Especially surprising. on one about the ood and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would have thought. Um, Jiggery-pokery, um, we had, like, a lot of, like, typical stuff. You know, the psychic paper made an appearance. Nothing new. Nothing. Well, I do like how Donna just totally came up with the company oh, on that the was, spot. Yeah, that was fun. And, was and we'll, awesome. we'll come back to that. I think I've got that under um, who is Donna. But uh, the psychic paper didn't do anything different than it normally does. The Sonic didn't do anything. Uh, it unlocked some things. It locked some other things. It did make some neat sparks uh, when mm-hmm. he, like, shorted mm-hmm. out the lock at one point to done, lock it. He's done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was nothing basically new. Nothing it, was, new. It, was, it was cool. Uh, the TARDIS. Apparently, the TARDIS has a mystery tour setting. That's <laughs> cool. He set it to random. Even though it normally is random, because even if you pick something, it'll end well, up not being what it's some, supposed to be. Yeah, so. sometimes. Um, so at any rate, uh, that is something that has come up in Classic Who, and if I remember correctly... That, that was right. like the whole first Doctor with his broken <laughs> nav yeah. computer or whatever. I think, uh, I think Jared is going to do a dive on that for us in yeah. the uh, Classic Who connection. Under random jiggery-pokery, we had another Vulcan mind melt. Um, Another one. Huh? Another one. I think the first one was season one or two. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Did nine do that? Yeah. Or was it just ten? I don't think nine Nine did it to take out... No. No, that was... I want to say this has happened at least twice before. Because I remember talking about it, and then I remember talking about it like, oh my gosh, we're talking about this again. So apparently this is much more common than I remembered it. It was during an episode where he had done a couple of things that seemed very Vulcan, like the mind melt. Yeah, that first one in particular. I think he did the whole Vulcan hello thing, but I don't really remember. Oh, yeah, there there was some... Overt reference to Vulcan. Oh, from Star it's on Trek the tip of my tongue. I remember he was teaching 
he was teaching the little girl that got possessed and started drawing people into her pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he put his hands on oh, her yeah. so that he could talk to the. And he was the, he was like, "Do you know how to do this?" And Can he just held this? up his hand, Vulcan yeah. like. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, Doctor Who a Vulcan? <laughs> Theory time. Um, so at any rate, we did have we did have the doctor doing uh, a little mind meld thing with Donna, and that was that was to basically turn on her ability to hear yeah, the ood yeah. and then she immediately wanted that to go away. She didn't want that. I didn't anymore. think the music was that sad. I thought it sounded cool, unless we weren't hearing the actual music or something. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I it was it, it was cool. somber, sad music. music was but too sad. They censored it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It went through a perception filter. For Basically, us, so. there wasn't much in the jiggery pokery that was new. Um, no, it's all boiled down to no. I mean, the, I mean, the, even the mystery tours. The random setting was was new to us. That was yeah, new, new to us. to new who. Uh-huh. Um, and let's see the uh, the Vulcan mind meld with Donna. There was something else I wanted to say about that. I don't remember what it was. He uh, he he allowed her to hear the singing and oh, just kind of the idea that um, I I listening back to the last episode. I had asked you guys, how much have we explored psychic stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, like the TARDIS and the Sonic and all that. And apparently mm-hmm. it hasn't come up much. And so it must be something that we developed later because there is an element. Telling from that, the Doctor is definitely very psychic. And that's my point is that apparently a lot of Time Lord technology is like psychic based, mm-hmm. you know, t- not telepathy and mind powers, that kind of thing, but just like using I mean, they literally have a something. psychic paper. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so we'll we'll explore some more of that later on. All right, who's who? Our new segment here. Um, nothing about Rose until we got into the next time. Apparently, we're going to see. I mean, um, that's not Martha, Rose. Martha, that's Martha. Martha. Sorry. And the um, about Rose and the about Martha. How, until next time. How typical. Uh, <laughs> good job. Martha, you're yeah. still not Rose. Um, so, yeah, there was nothing about Rose at all. So there we've seen a return about... of Rose and Martha in the past three episodes. Uh, yeah, right? Um, so maybe sometime we'll have to do a deep dive on uh, who got who got the short end of the stick here because we talked about how Martha constantly got dogged about not being Rose. And here we have Donna, who uh, knows all about Rose, now is learning all about Martha, and... We're going to get into, what, the fourth episode of the season, and Martha's going to make a comeback? Like, uh, yeah, right. What the heck? Um, so Gosh. we'll have to, we'll have to, let's let's get to the end of the season. Maybe in our season recap, we'll talk about who, who got it worse. Donna I'd say that other girl that got left, and what was her name? The doctor just uh, left her on the wrong street, and then oh, they met uh, up. Sarah Jane. Yeah. Yeah. She got the, the short end. Yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the way Martha could never get out of Rose's shadow, and now Donna is seeing is Donna is feeling Rose's shadow. Holy cow! Like there's still lingering stuff there about Rose. No, and then you still also have uh, Martha. Not like Martha's gonna pop back, and then now and, Martha's gonna come back. So like, yeah, like like well, we're gonna Martha's not like coming back because it's a one off. This is semantic. She's. She's on Earth, you know, like she's fine. She just left. So we're going back to Martha really more than anything mm-hmm. else. But we've yeah. already been hinting at, you know, someone's returning and, you know, we've already seen her and, you know, so. Captain Jack got the short end. Uh, <laughs> okay. Poor Captain Jack. 
<laughs> no so, one likes you, Captain Jack. Who is he got his own show? What are you talking about? He's got True. a whole show. So did Sarah Jane. Okay. True. Who is Donna? Donna Noble, citizen of Earth, standing on an alien planet. I love the the yeah, doctor awesome. waxing poetic. In the way that people normally do about him, he did about Donna. I thought that was funny. Um, Corbin, you already mentioned um, how she jumped right in with um, owner of the Noble Corporation, PLC Limited Intergalactic, you know. And, what and was they the- fell for it at first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was impressed with the fact that the doctor didn't bat an eye. I know. She said that, and he didn't go like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. You know, or, or like look at her like, where did that come from? I know, he didn't. He care. just totally rolled with it. I know. Totally rolled with it. Didn't bat an eye. Like, that. yeah, yeah, that's that. who we are. The flip side of that is when she was uh, first seeing that Ood that was dying, and she said, oh, look at its face, and he said, Donna, not now. It's a he. Uh, he you know, it's a he, not an it. Um, How can he tell that it's a he? Well, in other words, it's it's a he or a she, not an it. It's it's uh, a person. It's a, you know not an animal. It's a person. It's a thing. Yeah, and uh, you know that's an interesting point. Have we ever seen a female ood? Hmm. Have we? Maybe they just all. I look mean, we the don't same. know. Like they all have male voices, except for the one creepy uh, female voice setting that they did in the in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but then those are just translators. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, but. I thought it was interesting that he did, you know, kind of correct Donna a little bit about that. You know, this, this is a he, not an it. And then she took the, <laughs> she took the translator ball oh, and talked was... into it like a microphone. And he's like, no, 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 Donna, you don't, you don't have to do that. You know, he can hear you. <laughs> yeah. But then when they get, when they got to her, you know, riffing on, you know, the noble corporation, he just rolled with it. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. So. And I noticed that he had held up the psychic paper before she said that, uh-huh. but then it still worked totally fine. Even though it's not like that would have been on the paper. Right, so. right. Yeah, so who knows what the paper showed her or whatever. So probably just a pass or whatever. Right. Um, so here we have here we have Get that. out of jail free pass. <laughs> yeah. Here we have that first that adventure into space with a new companion. She spent all that time, she says, looking for the doctor because she thought it was so beautiful out in space. Now she wants to go home. Right? Yeah. So First time she goes out into the universe with him, uh, she's like, wow, this is different than I expected. And kind of like, who are you, doctor? You know, like a little a little bit of that. Um, and I'm trying to remember, did, did, we got some of that with Martha, didn't we? Did we get, did we get some, some hesitation on Martha's part? I think so. Where she was kind of like. A little bit. I can't remember any exactly specific cases. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know there was some of that with Rose where she got kind of homesick. Yeah. Um, and is this I have too a boyfriend, much? But I always, have... but always, always leaning, turning around, like always all... leaning back, like, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, this is gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, and and Donna at the end, Donna, Donna did the same. Yep, she mm-hmm. came around. You know, she was like, not uh, like last time where he left. Yeah, yeah, she didn't get freaked out and decide I'm not, I'm not going with you. This is too much. She decided, well, you know, sometimes it gets ugly out here, but we made a difference. So. Yeah. Let's, you know, Maybe let's we can do that some more, like every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a plot device. Um, <laughs> nothing about Wilf uh, this week. We didn't see him or hear about him. Who is the doctor? Um, we have that fun little bit at the uh, at the opening where you know, the doctor says, outside that door could be anywhere, any when, anywhere in the space-time continuum kind of thing. And she's kind of freaking out. 
And he says, well, we could always go home. And she's like, no, 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 you know, like, don't make fun of me. And he says, you know, that fear that you're feeling, that excitement, uh, that nervousness, I feel it too. And what's, what's crazy is I thought he was saying, or he didn't say, I feel it too. He says like, I know that feeling or something. I thought he was saying, I used to feel that too. But then she said, you still feel that? And he says, every time. What? Yeah. So I like, should be used to this. You're what? 9,000 years old or whatever. 900, but uh, that's, that's the thing. Small though. difference. Yeah. A uh, little bit. Power of 10. Um, so that's the thing is like, no matter how many places he's been, how many adventures he's had, he still has that sense of wonder and curiosity. And that's because there's like billions of worlds in the universe for yeah, him to you, explore. You Every time he gets something different, mm-hmm. except for the times that he lands back on earth. Uh, yeah, basically every other time. episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but but at any rate, that's, he says that's why he does it. Mm-hmm. That's why he keeps on going. Because like you said, Gorman, there's still things to uh, see and do and explore. So uh, Donna says that being with him, she's no longer sure what's right or wrong anymore. thought that was interesting. And yeah. he says it's better that way because people, are, people that are certain tend to be like Mr. Halpin. So... There you go with the doctor, some of the doctor's mm-hmm. ambiguity, you mm-hmm. know, like what does he consider right and wrong and, and all these kinds of things. So it's a, the doctor has a code, right? Yeah. I mean, would we agree on that? Yeah. Like, he's got his values and his standards, yeah. but sometimes they're a little slippery. <laughs> like with yeah. Daleks and right. the one drowned all her children. Uh, the... That's that's still like Come one of the most Arachnos. terrifying Arachnos. scenes. Yeah, She's yeah, that's going nuts. What are you? You okay? Calm or? down, doctor. Having a fit? Chill out, doctor. Calm down. He's laughing. Do you need a Do you need a water? He's having a panic a attack. Okay. Um, <laughs> the last thing that we have about who is the doctor this week is uh, the Ood say that his song must soon end, and um, okay, I'm, you're gonna go through. Three regenerations in one episode. Do what? <laughs> so that you finally die for real. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, what are you talking about? Um, I, meant, I meant to look this up. Um, and I, you know what? I'll, I'll look this up for future reference. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to know when this episode aired, what did the audience already know? Because, uh, for example, you know, they didn't announce that Eccleston was leaving. Eccleston, um, or no, I'm sorry. They did, didn't they? They actually did. Um, before... I'm pretty sure he announced he was going to leave like no, two episodes in. No, he didn't. That was part of the part of the rift between Eccleston and the BBC is that he agreed he would not say anything. Um, he would he would save the, the surprise, save the spoiler, right? And then the BBC released a press release as though it were from him that he was announcing he was he was leaving after this first season. So wow. So yeah. So people wow. and, and then they blamed him for breaking the contract. Yeah. But one way or the other, so people knew that Nine was going to be leaving. The question was when, and so that's why immediately. Remember, there was that. There was you know there were some some dodges that they tried to do to make it seem like Donna was the one leaving instead of the doctor. Uh, not Donna. Rose. Rose was the one leaving instead of the doctor and things like that. But um, I can't remember 
or rather I didn't know, I, I don't know, when was it announced that Tenant was leaving? Because uh, in the order of airing this episode, you've got the rest of this season, you've got a Christmas special, you've got a whole other year of specials, and then a uh, one last Christmas episode, I think, that he has left. And so I don't know when this episode aired, did the public already know that Tennant was on the way out? I don't know. So when they make a statement like, your song your must song. soon end, what yeah. did people think? So I'm going to, I'm going to go. I did find. Holy I, crap, he's going to die. No. <laughs> I found a page on the BBC of Tennant announcing that he was leaving, but I don't know. There was no date on it. So it did say that um, he was announcing that he would be leaving upon completion of the four episode specials, the four special episodes. After he finished rec- uh, filming those, he would be done. So it was before those aired, obviously, but I don't know when the announcement was made. It sounds like the people would know that those were. They would know that those four were his, his final episodes, for mm-hmm. sure. But at this point, Planet of the Ood, was that announcement already out there? I don't know because I don't know when they filmed those four episodes. So at some point during the filming of those four specials, they announced that um, that he was going to be leaving. So everybody knew going into the David Tennant specials that it was his big finale. But mm-hmm. what we don't, what I don't know is, did they know during this season? I do know that I saw references in the Wikia that mm-hmm. this statement led people to suspect that he would, that there was a regeneration coming soon. Uh-huh. So I guess by... I can see how that would happen, though. Like, that makes sense. I mean, sense. it sounds like it, right? Yeah. Your song must end soon? He's like, uh, and meaning what, exactly? <laughs> and they're like, do-do-do. Yeah, like, blah, what? Anything? Nothing? Huh? Um, so me, apparently they didn't know for sure before this episode aired. Now that I'm, now that I'm remembering that. Yeah, there was some stuff that was talking about uh, is there a regeneration coming soon? But I don't know at what point it got announced. So I don't know, did we get to the all the way to the end of this series before they announced it? Because that would be incredible, right? Because yeah. you're thinking, is it going to happen on the last episode? Is it going to happen? Or is it going to happen at the Christmas episode? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Um, and we don't know. And then... Has any doctor ever did. regenerated midway through the season? Uh, the first doctor did, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, he, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's. I don't know what they did in Classic Who. Maybe Jared can help us out. Jared, help us out with that. Um, I know that. Uh, so let's see. Nine was at the end of a season. Ten was at the end of a season. Eleven was at the end of a season. Twelve. Yeah, yeah. So everybody else. Um, it kind of became. <laughs> it kind of became a Christmas special thing. So. If I remember correctly, I think I think 10, 11, and 12 all regenerated in a Christmas special. <laughs> they all died on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, wow. Well, I didn't think about that. Um, I, I could be wrong about that, I, but I think I think that's the case with 11. I think that was a Christmas special. I know Tenants was, and I know uh, Capaldi's was. Spoilers. Um, and then obviously Eccleston was at the end of a season. It wasn't, you know, he never got his Christmas special, but it was at the end of uh, uh, series one, so... <laughs> Um, so at any rate for you guys, y'all know, right? Because we've talked about it before at length, you know, that 
you know, there was one episode, one season of Eccleston. There's three for uh, Tennant. There's three for Smith. There's three for Capone. You know, so you're like, you guys know when this stuff is coming, mm-hmm. but I don't know what the audience knew um, at the time. So <clears throat> other stuff we noticed. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, guys, y'all tell me what you actually trip. I think you may have mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Remember our, our, our running gag. We do this all the time around the household. Now I must feed, I must feed you. Yeah. Uh, when we saw the, no, ood, we must, feed. we must feed. We yeah. must feed. When we first saw the Ood, that's what we saw, right? Yeah. Horrible octopus face monsters coming out of a dark room saying, we must feed, we must feed. And then after the Backing credits, the doctor and we the must companion feed into you. a corner. Right. Just we, like with the empty child. So big fake out. So last time we saw menacing, hideous uh, creatures that turn out to be totally cool and chill and they're servants. Mm-hmm. This time. We know they're cool. We know they're totally chill, cool servants until one of them straight up murders his boss. Yeah. I thought that was <laughs> interesting. No, um, we did see it coming because of the next time, but oh, they did the, okay. they did show that, didn't they? Yeah, I hate it when that happens. When, I know, you know it's they, like it's supposed to be the big reveal, and you're just like next yeah. time. Yeah, the only reason I let those play is because I know y'all enjoy them. I don't even like watching them. Oh, I um, don't either. Oh well, then maybe we'll. Stop I know doing you've it. tried to avoid spoilers <laughs> for Endgame a lot, so I have too. I've not oh, touched yeah. anything Endgame ever. I've um, only looked at the. Theories. If if you guys have learned theories. nothing else from this podcast, you've learned that Austin does not like uh, spoilers, spoilers of equal any bad. Yeah, Me right. either. So I thought it was an interesting um, reversal of the reversal Yeet. for the for the mm-hmm. for the ood there. So um, we had the um, second great and bountiful human empire stretching across three galaxies. Did that ring any bells, or are you guys already reading ahead? I um, read ahead. But when we were watching it, it did ring bells. I was like, hey, okay. that that was the Chandra Fist. What okay, you that? remembered what it was. Okay, okay. I didn't. I, I didn't. Yeah. Did, it, did it remind you of something? Did it kind of make you go, that sounds familiar? Not at all. Yeah. So the, I was basically just paying attention to the episode, not really like wondering, like, how does this connect? Gotcha. So the fourth great and bountiful human empire was the one that the Jagra Fest ruled over from floor 500 of Satellite 5. And um, that, but that was in like the what was that the year five billion, right? Mm-hmm. No, no, hundred ninety nine thousand. Yeah, is what that it wasn't was. crazy far. Right, right. But I mean, even still, hundred ninety nine thousand. The episode of the early time yeah. episodes. So this is the second mm. great and bountiful human empire, and this is the year forty two something something forty two sixteen or something. And the fourth great and bountiful human empire is in one hundred ninety nine thousand. So holy moly! Yeah, it was yeah. So 195 centuries later, um, we finally get to the fourth one. Yeah, and I wonder if we're going to see the first and the third. Huh? I wonder if we're going to see the first and the third and all that. Um, I I did see in the wikia that there are references to it. There are entries in the wikia for it. Um, but I didn't really look at them. Uh, it's probably mainly comic books. And it it could be. Radio. I don't know, but. Um, or it could be just sort of one of those running things that's throughout the shows. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, so the doctor referenced real proper snow for once. <laughs> and when he said that, my immediate thought was a callback to when he, the, when the TARDIS, remember the light shot out of the top of the TARDIS yeah, and it made it so snow. Amazing. And that was Donna's final straw. Wow. I remembered that, but then the wiki pointed out that you had that. Then you also had um, the snow 
that was really the exploded Sycorax oh, spaceship. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you had the snow that was really the ballast being blown out of the back end of the Titanic so that it wouldn't crash into Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's had lots of fake snow. Here we go, a real proper snow for once. The funny part about that, though, is that as is common with when you're doing films and TV, uh, if you are filming in the snow, it's going to be 127 degrees outside. <laughs> and if you are filming uh, a nice hot sunny day at the beach, it's going to be four below and the water is going to be Ice. freezing. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is the case here. Apparently it was a really, really hot day in August when they were filming the scene. And so uh, the the snow was fake, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially paper. It was just confetti, basically. So Still better than the fake snow we had at our church. Uh, <laughs> Ew. Well, what's what funny, though? still there. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. Don't tell the EPA. Oh, gosh. Um <laughs> But what's funny is that you have you have the doctor in universe saying, "Oh, look, a real proper snow for once," because he's had three times recently where it's been, "Oh, look, snow." Oh, whoops, it's not actually snow. Yeah. But here, every in, Christmas in a row, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. But here in real world, you've got David Tennant saying, "Oh, a real proper snow for once," and it's like a hundred degrees outside uh-huh. with paper blowing around. So um, that's always fun. Amazing snow you got there. Yeah. Um, other stuff we noticed, Dr. Donna Friends. Um, I thought it was interesting the the way they were like sort of chanting that um, yeah. at the Ood. The doctor was saying, Dr. Donna Friends, Dr. Donna Friends. And Donna's going, the circle must be broken. The circle must be broken. It was like they were like trying to summon a demon or something. You know, like, <laughs> Dr. Donna Friends, Dr. Donna Friends. We also do not support summoning demons. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. The management Ooh. of Master Closet Studios uh, does not. Uh, that yeah uh so uh i just thought that was in- interesting there the way they they kept chanting that and then it kind of like it continued on because that's the way they introduced themselves to the ood essentially mm-hmm. and then when the ood were coming at them they're they're screaming it at them so yeah. that later on i don't know if y'all picked up so, on this throughout the rest of the episode so they the referred to them as them. the dr donna mm-hmm. yeah and um they Must actually be a species or something Huh? Must be a species or something. <laughs> so they, um, they uh, even at the end there, yeah. they say um, the 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 song of the Doctor Donna will continue forever or something mm-hmm. like that. I thought that was interesting little quirk there. So um, Rose, let's see, Rose Corbin, did you put this note in here? Yes. Oh, I remember this? correctly. Mm-hmm. Rose had a very similar reaction to the Ood slavery. How she's all like. Well, don't you want to not be slaves? And they're like, we are born to serve. Yeah, but are you yeah, sure about that? that? <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, but I do you really that. actually want to be? I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. They're like serving her food. She's like, why do you stay here? Leave. There's nowhere to go. Yeah, where, serve where, people. Where exactly would we go? I thought it was interesting. They took that one step further um, when Ud Sigma said, Basically, we are defined by humanity. We await your instructions or, or something. To that mm-hmm. effect. If we so, do not have instructions, we will die. Yeah, like if we that. didn't serve, we would die, essentially. So, um, Okay, so like I said, we have a, a deep dive uh, classic Who connection from Jared. And uh, for once, I actually haven't listened to this. Um, normally, I, I preview it ahead of time so I know where he's going, but I got no idea, so I can't wait. Um, but we do have... Um, 
a little bit different setup with our hardware here. So we're actually going to be doing this live. Normally we add his thing in, in post, um, but we're actually going to be listening in live. So you may actually hear us on mic. So guys, let's not talk over him or anything, but we not can try to, we can, yeah, let's try not to talk. Commentate live. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. Jared here with your classic who connections for the episode planet of the Ood. In this episode, the doctor mentions that he has been to the Ood Sphere before and that it is close to the Sense Sphere. If you listen to the episode commentary, you will find that Russell T. Davies says that the Ood Sphere and the Sense Sphere are in the same star system. The Sense Sphere is home to the Sensorites, creatures that have a number of similarities to the Ood. This visit to the Sense Sphere took place with the first doctor and his companions, Ian, Barbara, and Susan, in the serial creatively named The Sensorites. This was story number seven, and it was six episodes long. The Doctor and his original companions arrive on a spaceship and find the crew under telepathic duress. In order to help them, they travel to the Sense Sphere, only to find that the Sensorites are afraid of an attack from the humans on the spaceship. Why are they afraid? Because the last humans to come to the Sense Sphere attacked them, and tried to strip their planet of resources. So they are essentially defending themselves. The Sensorites and Ian are all showing symptoms of an illness that the doctor seeks to cure, only to find out that they are being poisoned by the water supply. As it turns out, some of the humans from the first ship that arrived on the Sensphere survived and are crazy and are trying to kill off the Sensorites. The doctor tricks them and rounds them all up and everyone returns home happy. The Sensorites are creatures that look almost exactly alike. In fact, you can really only tell them apart by what they wear, and that uh, also determines their rank and position in their colony. They talk to each other audibly, but they can also speak telepathically. So much like the Ood, but it's kind of reversed, because the Ood can speak telepathically to each other, but they speak audibly with their translation sphere, while the sensorites speak audibly to each other, but if they want to speak telepathically, they hold a communicator disc, they hold a communicator disc to their forehead in order to speak telepathically, and it's attached to them by a biological tether. So again, similar to the Ood, but kind of reversed. Because of these similarities and the close proximities of their homes, Many believe that the Sensorites and the Ood share some sort of common heritage. The other connection that we have from this episode is the Doctor talking about setting the controls to random so they didn't know where they were going mm. to end up. The randomizer was originally installed in the serial The Armageddon Factor. That's story number 103, and it features the fourth Doctor, Tom Baker, Romana, and K9, and it had six episodes. This serial is the final segment to a larger story where the Doctor is looking to, for the six pieces to the key to time. While looking for the final segment, it brings him into the middle of a war between two planets, and then the Doctor discovers the Black Guardian and the White Guardian. The Black Guardian is the personification of chaos in time, and the White Guardian is the personification of the power of light. After gathering all six pieces and assembling the key to time, the Black Guardian tries to trick the Doctor into giving him the key. The Doctor sees through the ruse, scatters the pieces of the key throughout time, 
and installs the randomizer in the TARDIS so the Black Guardian cannot follow him. Many episodes later, the Doctor tires of not being able to pick his destination, so he removes the randomizer in the serial The Leisure Hive. Now, the next mention of the randomizer on TV is in the Planet of the Ood, so in order to see the randomizer reinstalled, we have to look away from TV canon and look to the Doctor Who books, where we see the Eighth Doctor has reinstalled the randomizer in order to evade other Time Lords. Finally, we have an actor who was actually playing an Ood, so you don't really see his face, but uh, Peter Simone, he was also in the 1975 serial Terror of the Zygons, and that is with the fourth Doctor, Tom Baker. So this episode wasn't really one of my favorites. I never really got engaged in the story. I liked Donna's humanity towards the Ood, and I love the Ood, and I liked seeing a little more of their background and a little more uh, fleshing out of their characters, but it just didn't catch on to the story very much. It just didn't, it didn't really go anywhere great for me. So I'm going to give it six sense spheres Ugh. because I haven't said sense spheres enough in this segment already. And that's mainly for what it sets up for future episodes. Now, as I said, I love the Ood, and I know they're really, at heart, gentle creatures that just love to sing telepathically, but they do creep me out, uh, especially when they've got the red eyes or they're rabid. And that scene where Halpin transforms into an Ood, good gracious, that puts me at about 295 creep levels. I want to give a big thank you and shout out to the TARDIS Wikia for lots of help. I've seen these, the episodes that I referenced before, but I got to be honest, my memory needed a lot of jogging this week because it was pretty well fried from potty training a toddler all week. <laughs> That's not um. some obscure Doctor Who reference that <laughs> actually <laughs> did this week. So thank you as always, noobs in the Whovian, and I look forward to bringing you more classic Who connections next time. That's awesome. That is. Yeah, uh, we were emailing back and forth over the weekend, and uh, he's got a, a grandson that's that they've uh, that they've got at their home right now. Um, I don't know if the parents are out of town or something. I, I wasn't sure, but um, got a got a toddler in the house that he's potty training. Mm-hmm. So he said, uh, "I'm working on it. I'm working on recording, but we'll see how it goes." So, uh, looks like he he got it in, um, got it to us with plenty of time. Um, so. I thought um, I thought that it, uh, insight was interesting. Apparently, I was wrong. I, I was thinking that the randomizer mm. thing was used more often, so I didn't realize. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I it's only a couple episodes, apparently. Well, yeah, like and like one story arc, and then it doesn't happen again until now. So that's that. Apparently, I thought that was like a hey, remember the randomizer circuit? We're bringing that back. But apparently, it was more nope. of a deep cut. Like hey, do you remember that <laughs> that <laughs> like, one time actually, we used it? Yeah. Um, I noticed he said six pieces that formed one key of time. Uh, And all I could think uh, through that was infinity war. Oh, gosh. The six stones. I mean, every time I hear something where there's six six pieces pieces to one bigger part, Uh that's pretty much all I think is just the infinity stones. Infinity stones. Wow. I need to get you some books or something. (laughs) 
Huh. Actually, you're I the reader. You, you read yeah, the he's time. the reader. Yeah, so. All right. So, um, oh, goodness. So Jared gave it a, oh, that's right. Yeah, he gave it six. Oh, my gosh, Jared. Thank you for saying six sense spheres. Uh, six sense spheres. Uh, overall rating. Uh, Corbin, what are you, you going to give it this week? Mm, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Is It was like along the lines more of a backstory episode. Okay. Not really backstory, but it was a deeper dive into what the Ood were because we didn't get much of that last time. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm probably going to give it eight, which is just general ranking for us, but probably eight out of ten. Uh, oh, red eyes. Yeah, red <laughs> eyes. All Not right. original, so... Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, when I was kind of surprised when Jared said that he wasn't he wasn't crazy about this one. I thought this one was mm-hmm. was pretty yeah, good. I like this one. This yeah, was really. This was one of my favorites. I liked it. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, this was okay. a very. It was a very good storyline. It was an overall good, like I guess. I don't know. Just like what Corbin said, doing a deeper dive into um, like the Ood and like. Mm-hmm society where they were founded and like right. how they were transformed into basically a new species. Right. And I thought I mean like it wasn't the best episode possible, but I think it was still a really good story arc. Okay. So, so what's your uh, what's your score? Um 9 out of 10 transforming humans into um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, um, I think I'm kind of with Corbin. I'm, I'm going to say this was like a, a fairly average and by average, I mean, you know, it was good, you know, yeah. like it was, it was as good as you expect a Dr. Who episode to be. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to like dock at any points. It wasn't one that I, um, honestly, it's not one that I go, Oh man, I can't wait till we get to that one. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw planet of the Ood coming, I'll be honest. I was like, I kind of don't remember that one. Like mm-hmm. I remember there being Ood. I remembered, okay, here's what I remembered about this episode. I remembered them holding their brains in their hands. I remembered that's the only that. Thing you remember? Um, that's I. I did not remember the giant brain. I didn't remember three that. brains apparently. You would think that I would remember a guy tearing his own face off, but I don't remember that. No. Um, I, I mean, ju- you didn't remember the squid part, and we watched it yesterday, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I just remembered that this is where we discovered that the trans uh, the translation balls. Were normally brains took place of their brains, yeah. Their uh, right brain or something. They cut brain. out their oh, brain. hind brain. Yeah, their hind. The brain. emotional brain. But um, that is kind of a, that is like really, really like nasty. It like was they, pretty gross, yeah. And also, that's just so like, not okay. I, I love like, that. Like you can't just take some random guy, some random species. And then make them so they will serve you. Uh, yeah. 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 It's not, mm-hmm. Especially not okay. ones that are looking for help. And yeah. Like, I like that whole thing where, like, you kind of have to become friends with whoever you meet if you're literally uh, holding your brain. Your brain in your hand. Yeah. You don't, you, you can't be aggressive. So, uh, so with all that in mind, I'm going to give it eight, uh, eight out of 10 hind mm-hmm. brains. So, creep level, I'm going to, um, I'm going to agree with Jared, except for, I don't know, maybe. Maybe even a little bit more. Uh, Jared and I had a little conversation about uh, the creep level ratings in the email. 
And mm-hmm. he said he wasn't sure, did he want to reference this in his recording or not? Um, so I, I guess he decided to leave it out. So I'll throw it out here. Basically, the the, the idea was, and I think this, this stemmed from him giving the, um, oh gosh, why can't I think of the little white Smurfs? Um, the fatty adipose. Waddies. Yeah, the <laughs> fatty waddies. Yeah, the fatty waddies. The adipose. Uh, Jared, remember, gave that episode a much higher uh, creep factor yeah. than we did. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, for him, the creep factor, there's there's like the, um, okay, the beast below, right? Like giant Satan, you know, yeah. like, okay, that's, or Cyberman, like scary, right? And then he said there's also just like the psychological creepiness. And for him, oh, the, yeah. the psychological body horror mm, that I, I mentioned know. of these things like coming out of your body. Especially when the one woman is just literally turned just completely all of them. Yeah. Yeah, and again, and one move just explodes into a ton of these right. guys. So for him, that's why he gave it such a high level, and and I agree with him. I think that there are um, when when we say that's why I say the creep level, because sometimes not there's stuff that happens level. on the show. Right, there's stuff that happens on this show that's not scary, but it's creepy. Like um, the little animals, little fat things. Uh, that's what I was thinking, Corbin. That is, you know, like to me, the adipose weren't scary or creepy. They were cute. It was terrifying body horror of what's <laughs> happening to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't like freak me out and scare me. It whereas didn't... the gas mask coming out of Dr. Constantine's mouth all of a sudden made me like well, freak just the out. Unnerving mommy yes. over and over again. Right. Meanwhile, right. the weeping angels with their terrifying right. faces like as those things that was a whole other those level. are more scary than creepy and like, those are the kind of scary things where like this is something that I'm scared that these guys are actually going to be real right yes right. well that and, and with the angels if you remember there were moments where that you guys said was just creepy like when she looked out the window and she blinked and the statues disappeared and then they were on either side of the window that she was looking out of. You know, that kind of stuff y'all said was just creepy mm-hmm. more so than just scary. But then there are moments that are terrifying in that episode. And ginormous, pointy, unnecessary teeth when all they're going to do is right. touch you. Touch you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that's not scary. Um, um, then, I, and, and again, I always, I always preface this, and I told Jared this as well, that I'm always looking at this through the lens of my seven-year-old. <laughs> yeah. And to him, the Jagrafess would probably be in his bedroom every night for a month. I know. Under his bed. Like it's that. a giant purple no, blob with no eyes hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, like, exactly. Hanging from the ceiling. Terrifying. Um, you know, right there next to the ceiling fan where the, where the, where the chain is dangling. That's drool hanging out of the Jagrafess's mouth, probably. You know, things yeah. like that. You're welcome, little kids. Uh, so, so that's where that's where I'm coming from with the creep level. But I told Jared, I said, he he's coming at it from two angles. I'm coming at it from another angle. You guys are coming at it from a different angle. I told, and I told him, I said, sometimes I rate the, the episode higher than you guys do because I think it would freak Braden out Slithing more than it would freak much. out you guys. So... Um, so this is a great example. This episode right here, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this I'm gonna give this a solid 350 out of 500 creep levels. Wow! Um, because of the rabid ood with the mm-hmm. like frothing tentacle mouth. That would scare and, Braden. For and me. that transformation scene, mm-hmm. the transformation scene alone. That and would then, creep Braden out for a week. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That terrifies me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just. <laughs> disturbing exactly so so all that to say 
I'm giving it 350 out of 500 group levels. Uh, Corbin, what do you got, buddy? Okay, I have a very, very complicated breakdown here. Okay, here we go. Settle in, folks. Okay. 200 for the transformation. Agreed. Obviously. <laughs> 100 for the guy being eaten by the by brain. By the brain. How unnecessary was that? I know. Oh, oh, you have infiltrated. Let me throw you off of here Darth Vader style so that you get eaten by a brain. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like something you would do over a vat of acid or something. Not, yeah. Like uh, and I love that the brain, the Joker like, fell in. opened up and swallowed him. I know, like him. a mouth. Instead of him just terrifying. bouncing off the brain like a like a bouncy castle at a kid's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Which I just ruined bouncy castles, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's, so, so far we're up to 300. Is, uh-huh. that, your, is that your rating? No. Wow. 20, oh, okay. 20 for the rabid slash red-eye ouds. Mm. And then five for, I'm surprised we haven't mentioned this yet, but when the ood starts just eating the guy's face with his <laughs> We I talked that about that. was funny than, like, We talked creepy, about that but... when we first okay. watched, okay. when we first when saw we the When we first Ood. watched it, um, so for for the listeners, I always, I'm sitting with my laptop in, uh, in my lap, appropriately enough, taking notes the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And so I was writing something down, and Corbin and Tripp busted out laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened? And then what did you, what did you say? Uh, you said something about know. the tentacles. Yeah. See, we we the mentioned tenac- it the first time. You said when you first saw the guys, you thought they were going to, you know, kill them by, like, suffocating their face right, right. or whatever with their tentacles. <laughs> and then we're watching, and this guy football tackles. He <laughs> said, dude, football tackles one of the guys. And then just starts making weird <laughs> noises. Like... <laughs> Right on <laughs> with his tentacles in his face. <laughs> it was like, how unnecessary is And all I could think is, imagine those two actors. Imagine the guy playing the Ood having to be like, all right, guy, sorry about this. <laughs> and then the other guy having to just sit there and take it. That's <laughs> it. It got in my mouth. It got in my mouth. <laughs> Ah, right, reshoot so, it, reshoot So that brings you up to 325, is that, mm-hmm. is that it? Okay. That's solid 325. Oh my gosh. Um, I think you need to give it one more point, 326, for the other two guys just sitting there and watching that happen and not that <laughs> yes. So, yes, okay. All right, Tripp, what do you, what do you got? <clears throat> I think I'm going to go a bit lower than you guys. I'm going to say um, 317. So like Corbin said, okay. 200 for the guy transforming. Yeah. Yes, one one hundred for oh, what was the guy falling into the brain? You're stealing all of mine. How dare you? Stealing all my rankings. <laughs> <laughs> but I somehow ended up lower than you. Okay. And then seven for the, <laughs> and then just ten extra for the rest of what was going on in the episode. Gotcha. Okay, Everything I love else. I love that we're breaking so it down. Solid three seventeen. I did right. that because yeah. that's what. Uh, Trip does all the time. So that brings yeah, us I to uh, let's talk about, and we decided uh, in the midst of this episode, let's talk a little bit about the Ood. We've we've spent a lot of time kind of talking about them already, but That's what the was the point of this episode? Uh, well, kind of, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Corbin, it says hair tonic. Uh, remind me, why did I tell you to remind what me? Is what is that? We, what were we talking about? We were just weirded out by how the hair tonic turned him into an Ood. I can't, I can't remember the ingredients list. It was hair. Ood grafting. 
Ood grafting is what he said? Yes. Ood grafting in some liquid substance or whatever. Right. And it was utterly disturbing. We were also talking about during the episode how weird it was that he was drinking the hair tonic. Uh, yeah, I, I have never heard of a tonic, a hair tonic that you drink. I've heard of tonics that you drink, um, but never any that you that you drink for hair. It's normally like something you rub into your scalp or something. Yeah, so. and I do like how he's he's like drinking it, and that's what's causing the hair loss, which is what he's trying to cure by it. Oh, it caused the hair loss? Yes, because yeah, he's slowly he had... turning into an ood. Yeah, That's causing all his hair to fall out. Okay, it is ood graft suspended in a biological compound. Mm. Ew. Gross. Ood Ugh. graft? And there's a link for that. Ew. Oh, what the heck? Ood graft has its own entry on the, <laughs> on the wiki. <laughs> Don't go to that page. Ood graft was a substance that suspended... Oh, it's just, it's just this one thing. Yeah, that's that's how most of the pages are. Yeah. There is literally one entry about petrifold regression is just the one from new earth so needs to be updated with your uh with your theory apparently so uh yeah i just i thought it was i thought it was interesting that they were able to just sort of transform him i mean i mean help me out here ood sigma was there at the plant already right yeah he didn't come with halpin well, no he did Actually, yeah. He, he came with help. He was Halpin's personal servant. Because okay. the other Ood murdered the previous director. Right, right. But I was thinking that, I, for some reason, I was thinking that he was already there. Oh, that's right. He said he said from like the age of six or something, Ood Sigma had been, had been wow. with him or something like that. I, I still wow. don't know why he would like keep Ood Sigma with him without any other sort of guard near him in case... Ood Sigma went nuts and tried to kill him. Oh, yeah, there's so many things like that in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like, really? We're just going to let them be alone? Gloss over that. But it just, I don't know. It was was one of the things that did really bother me about this episode that just sort of came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. I know. Where it was like... uh, And secretly, for the past 10 years, this guy's been feeding you Ood Taunt. Ood ood Graft. No, Ood Tonic. That's what it is. But I mean... Turns you into an Ood... Yeah, and then it and and, and by the way, it's just it took, kind of a plot device. So yeah, that they can say and it and took this is effect. How like you said, he'd been using it for however long, but it took, took effect, effect at like the exact right, right moment. Then, yeah, you know? you know, he's got a gun to their head, but then oh, that's when it decides to, and maybe it's just the realization because he's like, you want some hair tonic, <laughs> hair tonic. <laughs> but I mean, um, it it didn't really, it didn't say anything about it like that was the that was the time for some jibberty jabberty that was the time for the doctor to say oh because he was doing this it caused this and did this and like and even then it still would have been like nonsense gobbledygook it would have been jibberty jabberty yeah but like at least give us the jibberty jabberty and it's just kind of like oh you've been drinking ood graft yeah if anything the ood graft in biomass or whatever bio compound biological compound compound. is the closest thing to a jibberty jabberty we had this episode yeah really we probably should have put it under there well the doctor isn't even the one who said it though is he so no the ood said it it. so at any rate that was that was the one thing about this episode that that just sort of bothered me that was a little bit like okay that's kind of yeah no that that no so all right well that brings us to our theories corbin do you have something for us there 
Yes, this is tiny theory, really, but... Okay. Um, when we were l- watching the episode, and I, I've looked back through, and I can't find where, but I swear I saw in individual scenes the planet Saturn and the planet Jupiter very large in the sky. Okay. Like... I saw, oh, look, there's a ringed planet. And then I saw a planet that definitely looked like Jupiter, and I was like, maybe that other one was Saturn. And I started thinking, this planet is very similar to Europa, one of the Galilean moons that orbits Jupiter. Okay. And so this is, this right here is a quote that I got directly from Wikipedia, so it might not be entirely reliable. (laughs) But it says, slightly more... Smaller than Earth's moon, Europa is a... Why can't I read? I don't know. Slightly smaller than Earth's moon, Europa is primarily made of silicate rock and has a water ice crust, which (laughs) seems to fit the description of that planet, ice everywhere with rock. Okay. And the clearest mention we have of lots of ice is that it... The brain, he says, was dug up from a glacier off somewhere, and then that's how they found the ood or whatever. Okay. And it seems very likely that the planet of the ood, what was it, the ood sphere or something? Uh, yeah. Is really just Europa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I can see why they might have taken a while to get there since Jupiter itself is not habitable, so there's not much reason mm-hmm. to go out to that to that area until maybe you can harness some resource from in that general area. Okay. So Ood. that that was my theory, basically. It, so hey, just, it makes sense for me. So the, the Ood planet, the Ood sphere, is Europa. Yeah. Which is which makes is a sense. moon of what Jupiter? Yeah. Okay. Right. It was one of the four found by so, Galileo. I do have a question. You said you can clearly see Jupiter and Saturn. Okay, Saturn, rings, gotcha. What does clearly look like Jupiter? There was the, swirls. The orange spot? Everywhere. Or yeah, I think or so. the red spot? What is it? It's the red spot? I don't remember. Red spot, I, I think. think. I think it was the red spot. We'll definitely have but to go there back was swirls and all that. Yeah, you need to go back and, like and pull the episode back up. If Okay. Pull that episode back up. If you can find it, screenshot it. We'll use that as the featured image on the on the blog post for the episode. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. All right. So, um, listener input for this week. Um, we did get a new rating in iTunes, but there was no review with it. They just gave us a, oh, that's a, sad. a four star rating. Only four star. Only Come on. four. How dare four you? So that so that brings nice. us up to uh, ten ratings um, and four reviews on iTunes. A whopping ten. Yep. Oh, uh, Corbin, what's what's our what's our stats at right now? Have you seen that recently? Mm, no, not really. I mean, okay. I looked at it a bit, not much. I know, we I do know have we... a lot of listeners from all over the place, but oh. that's about it. Yeah, what was the... There was one in particular that you mentioned the other day. I can't remember what... There were a couple. I can't remember most of them, but they were just, like, obscure countries that I was thinking, who, who from there would even know enough English to be listening to <laughs> this. There was, there was, like, South Africa or something, and it was the moon. Well, they speak English in South Africa. Like, the yeah. moon. 
<laughs> the moon. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but exactly we do have one... a pretty big fan base in Australia, apparently. Yeah, so Aussies, give us a give us a, an email. Let us know that you're out there. Actually, I say that, but I did get one email um, from from one of our Australian listeners a long time ago, and um, he had he had said he was going to give us some input on um, um, uh, an unearthly child when we got there. And so as we were approaching that, I replied to, I had already replied to his email, but I just sent another reply and said, hey, we're coming up on that and we'd love to hear from you and didn't ever hear back. So I don't mm. know if my email bounced or, or if he's not listening anymore or anything, but um, if that was you, we'd love to hear your, your uh, feedback on our episode on, on an unearthly child. That is so hard to say. Or give us feedback on the next <coughs> one we're going to do, which is Dalek. Just Right, right. That, wait, that's was a that little, called just Dalek? Or yeah, Dalek, it's called Dalek. Or? Yeah, okay. that's the that's the name of that storyline, um, and I think the first episode I think is called Dalek. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. So um, we are marching right along, guys, uh, with our with our game plan here. Um, we're going to be um, heading out into a two parter next week, uh, episodes four and five: the Santaran Stratagem and the Poison Sky. And uh, the Santarans are a classic Who baddie that uh, we have not yet met in New Who, but um, will give rise to one of my favorite um, semi-companion <clears throat> sidekick characters uh, in all of New Who, uh, Strax. He is fantastic. So, um, Strax. <laughs> his name is Strax. S T R A X, and uh, he plays he plays I think a big you've part. Mentioned him. I think yeah, I probably have. He plays a a, a big part several seasons from now so mm -hmm. um you know obviously we'll get back to him yeah we'll, we'll come back to him so obviously we're going to see the Santarans a few times not just these two episodes yeah um but we're also um maybe going to see a little payoff on something maybe Remember, um so make sure guys that you go ahead and check out episodes four and five uh, for next time until then noobs and the whovian is a production of master closet studios where it's always smaller on the inside your senior producer is me austin reason our audio engineer is that guy hi he still has a name trevor reason <laughs> every week he forgets to say it yeah. our production editor is this guy i'm corbin reason and special thanks, uh, I just made thanks a two-syllable yeah. word. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wikia.com for the trivia, and as always to Jared for the classic Who connection. Uh, you can find us at Facebook.com slash NoobsInTheHoovian or directly at NoobsInTheHoovian.com. You can send us an email at NoobsInTheHoovian at gmail.com or message us on the Facebook page. Please subscribe wherever you found us. Leave a rating. Uh, and you know what? <clears throat> I did do some digging. I haven't seen any ratings anywhere outside of iTunes. Now, I know that's like the main place, but mm -hmm. um, it wouldn't hurt to have some reviews on uh, on Stitcher and on Google Play uh, podcasts and that kind of thing. So if you found us on one of those platforms, if you're listening to us somewhere other than iTunes, uh, go to wherever that was and leave us a review. That'll help us out a lot. And don't forget to share us with a friend, not because we are an awesome show, but because we watch one. Until next time, guys, as always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip. Are you recording? No. Huh? Yeah. You've got to enunciate. Yeah. yeah. Are you recording, Corbin? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> are you recording? Hey, what I said only had one syllable in it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, Corbin, are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> was that a yes or a no? But yeah. <laughs> Did that was a negative or affirmative? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
เออเฮ้ยมันเฉย